Uh, I think I'm probably going to start around 10 seconds or so. Sounds good to me. Welcome to the first Blitz episode of Cordial Candor. A Blitz episode is something that I'm tr- we're just trying out. It's kind of an idea just to get more, a little bit more content out there and perhaps uh, give you a different angle of the people and the podcast itself. So, so these first few Blitz episodes are going to be about individuals. Uh, this one is going to be about Zach. Zach, say hi to the people. Hey, everybody. Hope everybody's doing well and enjoying the weather. Well, right now, isn't it raining for you? Oh, it's storming, boy, but I love it. Yeah. Oh, I understand. So these uh, first few Blitz ones that are for individuals, it's supposed to be where you can, you know, try to get to know the individuals better. Like, oh, I relate to Dusty more this way, or myself more than that way, or perhaps Zach, or maybe if Matt comes back, who knows? Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, just so you can kind of know just a little bit more about us. But what'd you say, Zachary? I said Matt needs to come back. I miss him. Yeah, I know. He hasn't really been responding to the group chat a whole lot, so I don't know what's going on. He might be having some uh, personal issues. I probably need to to reach out, you know. But if it were really bad, he would tell me, but he just might, you know, be busy with work. Who knows? Yeah, he's super busy with taxes and shit. Oh, my God. Taxes are just a pain in the butt, man. Like, I've been trying to use TurboTax, and it is such a pain, and I'm tired of it. I hate taxes. Like, why can't we just have a flat tax rate system? Like, what the heck? I don't know. Because it's not allowed, apparently. According to whom? I don't know. That's a good question, because we need to ask them why. We need to figure out who says that's a bad idea and ask them why they think it's a bad idea. Exactly. I couldn't agree more. So, Zachary, are you ready for your interview? I am always ready, man. <laughs> so, well, th- this question is one that I... When I was younger, it was it was my favorite question to ask people because like it, it totally just made it laser focused on what they what they thought in general. So Zachary, the question mm-hmm. is, what is the biggest problem the United States faces today? Am I allowed to get super current? You can be it as super current as you want. Take as much as much time to think about it as you need. I can edit out the uh, time in between. So guys, if he answers like super abruptly. That's my bad on the editing. I'd say the biggest problem that America is currently facing today is just it's just general ignorance. Like okay. and ignorance plays a key factor into so many things, whether it be budgeting and budgeting and um what's the other word I'm looking for here? Obviously, you know, racism is the key topic of a of current news. Even though it's something that's been around for years, and it's it's quite frankly stupid, in my opinion. Uh, I understand that there are bad apples in every group, but I feel like things need to be done. And I feel like ignorance is the reason that things have not been handled the way they should have been in the past, I'll say, 150 years in the United States alone. And that also applies to the wars we have fought in the past 150 years. Some of those, yeah, we were needed to come and back up our allies. You know, World War One, World War Two, uh, Korea, kind of essential, but not really, in my opinion. Uh, that was more of a, you know, hey, they're turning red. They're communist. We gotta stop this. Yeah, it's part of the uh, Truman Doctrine, or simply containment. I put air quotes around that. Yeah. So yeah, ignorance would be my answer. No, 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 like that. It's so great that you brought something up like that because I am a key 
like I, I believe vehemently that if you hate something, it's because you don't know enough about it. And I think I've talked about that on the podcast before, where, you know, typically religions dislike each other because they don't understand one another. People typically dislike guns, and those that dislike guns are ones that have never used one and don't really know how they operate, and are only seeing them whenever they're used in schools or churches and stuff like that. But, then, yeah, you know, that's just that's my opinion. I'm sorry? They're used in, like, bad practices, bad situations, oh, yeah. things like that. That's where people get their judgment, and which, you know, turns to ignorance. Absolutely. I don't think you could be more right on that. Alrighty. So, Zachary, give us yes. two important events to help shape who you are. Uh, two important events that help shape who I am today? Yes. Um, for the viewers at home, Sam knows me personally. He knows I really, I'm a very open person when it comes to most things. My father, my, my father leaving is uh, definitely one of the biggest ones. Yeah, absolutely. Because there's no telling what kind of person I would have became if he had stayed around or if he had gotten custody of me. I, I probably wouldn't be the man I am today. I, would, yeah. I probably wouldn't be the respectable person that I am today. And uh, there's there's bad blood there. Yeah, no, 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 end. I totally get it. And some people, some people try to pretend like everything's okay, but... I try to avoid the situations as possible. The second biggest one that shaped mm-hmm. me—it's—it's it's kind of a combination because it has to do with the same person. Yeah, but my grandfather teaching me how to shoot, and then him teaching me how to weld at a very young age. Like I was very curious. I was like, I want to learn how to shoot. So he we went through the paces of that, and then we went out there one weekend, and he was welding. I was like. What is that? Like, it blew my mind that, you know, super bright light, sparks flying everywhere, and he's just A-OK with it, just trucking along. Did you stare at the art, Zachary? I did not. He told me, he said, don't look at it, boy. You'll go (laughs) blind. It'll hurt. I'm like, I'm not looking, but I want to look so bad. You know, so, like, that, that definitely affected the career path I went on because I was so, at a young age, I was just so enticed by... What is welding? What is this that? And you, you had know, one of your good bright... friends, Sam, to kind of help push you into it. <laughs> yeah, I had this awesome guy named Sam who was like, "Hey, oh. quit being a dumbass, and you know, let's do this." You know, I probably wouldn't have called you a dumbass. <laughs> no, but you got to be harsh with me sometimes to get your point across. Um, but yeah, no, those are probably the two big events. Just my dad leaving, and my grandfather teaching me. I mean, obviously. You know, mom, shout out to my mom, because, like, I know she's going to listen to this. Like, and I'm going to say the F <laughs> oh, word, so, you're so I'm pandering sorry. Like, now. No, but, you're like, pandering to your mother. I, hey, man, man, I get it. You've got to get brownie points somehow. I do, but, like, and I'm sorry. You're probably going to have to bleep this or something. But, like, my mom was a fucking awesome mom. Like, she worked her ass off day and night to raise me and my brother. And yeah, things could have been better. She always says that, but I wouldn't want them any other way looking back because that's another thing that made me who I am. It made me understand the value of things in life early on. Yeah. Like so, yeah, that's my answer like, to that. Growing up, like I remember your mom, like she I'm not sure she's gonna hear this, so I'm sorry in advance, perhaps. Like she she would frustrate me sometimes because, you know, we wanna go we, we would want to go to do stuff and like 
uh, you know, it was like eight or eight thirty, and she's like, "Oh no, you probably need to come on home." And it's not like we're going to get in trouble. I mean, well, heck, we could have, but we weren't, you know, troubled kids. Like we weren't doing the drugs or the alcohols or anything like that. But like, no, but one I, of us was know. street racing when he could. Oh well, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I, I do distinctly remember us street racing. Uh, our vehicles in front of a cop's house. Lo and behold, we didn't know it was a cop's house, but that everything was fine. It worked out. But like, I remember like your mom, like she was kind of frustrated sometimes. Cause you really just want to do stuff. But like, you know, looking back on it now, it's like, you know what? She just wanted Zach to be safe. And if yeah. I could go back and talk to that, then Samuel, I would have told him, told him that and made him, make him understand what was going on. Like, just because I didn't understand, and I think that was the biggest portion of it. So her, her being I, not necessarily strict, but I'm going to use strict for lack of a better word for her being you know fairly strict on you was just her showing how much she cared for you, and that it's looking back on it, it's quite a sweet thing. Yeah, not but, even on me, but like on you as well, man. Like she just wanted us to be safe. She always figured, you know, if we weren't together then you just get bored and go home and you were safe. That was kind of her mentality with a lot of it. Because Yeah, you know, I mean, maybe. My mom considers you another son. Aww. And she's slowly starting to adopt Dusty as she listens to this podcast. <laughs> but Has she listened to more episodes, yeah. do you know? She has. Has she? Okay. So, like, I saw she, that she shared one on the Facebook the other day. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. On the Facebook the other day. The other day. But, so... Sarah, assuming you're listening to this, thank you for raising Zachary the way you did. You did a great job. Uh, but uh, She did. She's still I scary, guess she's, but you know. Yeah, Five she's like Fury. a whole foot and a half shorter than me, and like she still finds a way to scare me a little bit. <laughs> that happens. Yeah, you'll have that, especially those big jobs. Yeah, especially but, on them big jobs, Hoss. But also, thank you for being his mother and his father. It takes a, a strong woman to do such a thing. Anyway, yeah, we're done. For not killing me when I didn't listen. We're done kissing up and getting some brownie points. I think we are successful, but only time will tell, I suppose. So, yeah, this one kind of might tie in a little bit to what we what you talked about a while ago. But the question is, if you could, if you could get rid of one memory or a collection of memories, what would that? What would the memories or memory be? <laughs> Uh, you're going to have to edit out some dead space because I need a minute to think about that. Oh, by all means. Take it. You know what? No, I have my answer. There's not that okay. much dead space. Like, I don't know if I would technically do away with any memories because those memories, in my case, like for me, I don't know how you are, but like, that's what I pull from for, like, I guess, like, mental strength. That's mm -hmm. what I pull for, like, you know, encouragement. Like, you know, I was here, but now I'm here. I feel like memories play a very big part in who you become and how you perceive the world around you, how you treat others, and I just feel like it has a lot to do with your nature versus your, like, nurture. Like, I feel like memories yeah. cater to the nurture or nature side. Well, I think you just look at it a little bit differently than I do, which is totally valid. Uh, but my thought, pro like, you were like, I am who I am because of what I've went through. But I choose to look at it in the inverse. I am who I am despite what I've gone through. Excuse me. I Meaning mean, that you I kind of look at it the same way. Like, well, I hate the way some of the saying. memories I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So why wouldn't you want to get rid of them? 
Does it make like, me if you any think a better only person na- if I forget? Will you say it, it would make, make you like a substantial like would it make me a substantially different person if I was I to just then I'll snap away those memories. I don't know. I mean, that's a question that you'd have to think about yourself. So, like, if you if you could forget all the memories of your father, would you? No, because you know, even given the nature of our relationship or whatever you want to call it, like some of them are still useful. I try to look at life and what I've been through and what I go through as it's always a new learning point. It's always a new it's always a new topic of discovery in life. So, mm-hmm. like, today at work, you know, I used to hate subarking. Like, I never wanted anything to do with it. And, you know, today I was helping a guy <laughs> splice sheets of stainless, which is, you know, my forte at work. And I was like, you know what? I could I could get behind the subarking because this would have taken me twice as long to do it by hand. And it just, you know, the end result probably would have been a little bit worse because I'm, you know, I'm not as steady as a machine. Well, why the hell not? Barry was. Okay, Barry was our welding school teacher. And that man is like a machine, and you cannot convince me differently. He has no heartbeat or anything, I swear to God. Yeah, like, he... Like, I had my great-grandfather's tombstone welder, a buzz box, right? This thing is not known to put down great welds. He welded it offhand, like, standing without even balancing, and it's just a perfect beat, and it's just like... Man, like, he's not even trying. <laughs> but, no, yeah. he's a fantastic welder. Yeah, fantastic man as well, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, no doubt. He taught me a lot. Especially about patience, but that's topic for another day. <laughs> if you were given $100 million, what would you do with it? I have a question for your question. I know it's going to be. cash? Yeah, that's something we talked about the other day, but no, uh, I'm going to ask you, just if you were to receive $100 million, what would you do with it? Just boom, wake up and it's in my account. Like, see, like, I want to do it that way, but then at the same time, it's like, well, nefarious reasons, like, how could I... So, no, we're going to say that Elon Musk is feeling, like, just super generous, right? This Zach guy from who knows where, uh, you know what, I think I'm going to give him $100 million. So, it has been gifted to you, so from here, okay. what are you going to do with it? I mean, it's it's gifted to me. So, the first thing I would do is I would, like, try to get in contact with the man and say thank you. Like, regardless, <laughs> like, just, dude, thanks. I don't know what you need, but, like, this is a lot of money, so I guess, you know, if I gotta take one for the team, I'll take one for the team, my man. Oh, God. Um, no, God, Zachary. Hey, man, Your mother is listening. Dollars. That's fine. She can judge me later. Um, <laughs> She's judging you currently. <laughs> yeah, probably. I'll get a text when this comes out. Um, I hope so. I plan on releasing it this weekend. $100 million? The, uh, other episode. Yeah. First and foremost, I'm getting my mama out of debt. Um, My brother is going to whatever college he wants to go to. Um, well, I'll fix his truck, but if he blows it up again, then, you know, that's done. Um, <laughs> that's fair. Probably, i buy the family farm to keep that in the family, like the entirety of the farm. Um, I mean, man, you still have like 99.75 million to work with here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you better get spended, bro. 
I'm going to invest a good portion of it because I feel like that is a rather responsible thing to do and also a fairly decent way to keep return income coming in. Uh, no doubt, man. Yeah. I probably buy a couple businesses in the area I live in and have people that I know manage them for me because they know how serious I am about stuff like that and so they'll know not to mess up. Um, and then probably like, I guess sit pretty on the rest and, you know, start my own business because I'll have enough funds behind me to where if I'm struggling, you know, I can still, I can do more advertising. I can do, you're straight up going to let money sit in the bank earning like until I have a good idea. Like, Oh God. Okay. All right, fine. You know what? Here, super, super honest. I'm going to blow a good portion of that. At bars and strip clubs and hotels and on parties. Like, swear to God, that's I would blow a good portion of it on that. So, Zachary's mother, what do you think about that? Text she me, let me know. Care. <laughs> she judged me. She judged you more than she did me for going to the strip club on our twenty-first. Yeah, I mean that's fine. <laughs> She's like, I know you were the wild child, but my poor little Sammy. <laughs> Oh. I was like, yeah, Mom, but he got bored and did homework. I was like, that says a lot about a man. She's like, he's a <laughs> good mean, one. I would rather think about stuff than watch girls do that kind of stuff. It's just weird. Like, I, I don't know. know. I, I felt uncomfortable. But, like, I couldn't even take... I, I wasn't doing homework. I was trying to figure out... I was trying to figure something out. I don't remember what it was now. I think I was trying to do... No, God, what was I doing? Maybe it was homework. I don't know, because I tried to bring my notebook and a pencil in there, and the... the uh, I get bouncers, I guess you call them. We're like, oh, you can't have that. And I was like, why? And they're like, oh, well, you might start drawing the girls and stuff. And I was like, dude, no. Like, what? I don't know. It was really stupid, but whatever. They have to do what they have to do. It's one of those things. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, once my partying phase is over, then I guess, you know, I'm going to sit pretty and try to do the best that I can with the rest of my life. This is why you don't deserve money. <laughs> I'm, I'm what do you want joking. me to do with it? Partially joking. I mean, you do what you want okay. with it, man. It's your hundred million. Um, but Elon I'm Musk, like, if it's you not enough to take this, over the Zachary world, might not be the person for you. <laughs> like I'm not. That's not enough to take over the world. Let's be very serious. No, no, no. Like I'm not saying you have to take over the world, but you know, like I mean, if it was more than a hundred million, then I'd definitely try. Anyway, so let's move on to the last question. And this question has like two parts to it. I think okay. both are equally as interesting, but I'm going to ask them as two individual questions to make it a little bit more a little bit more clear. So, okay. The first question is what would you be willing to die for? Man, there's a lot that I'm willing to die for. Okay, uh, that's understandable. Like, but make like if it, your top 3. So if you had to make three. a list, what would your top 3 things that you'd be willing to die for? I'm willing to die for my family and friends. That's at the top, and that's one group. Yeah, like, I think that's I think that's pretty average. I think most people would choose something along those lines. Very admirable. Like, I'm not going to die over my possessions, because obviously if you want them bad enough that you're threatening to kill me, then you must be worse off in some form than I am. Hold on. So, You've told me plenty of times that you'd happily die at the hands of the government to protect your guns. Yeah, that's different. I mean... Yeah, I mean, government thing, that's a whole other, 
that's a whole other category of what I'm willing to die for. But just on a regular basis, I'm willing to die for, you know, my family and my friends. I'm willing to die for my dog because he's my little buddy. Even though he's annoying and can be a handful, I'd die for him. <laughs> I'm not going to let anybody hurt him. Um, I don't know so what that's the third one. thing would be that I'd be but, willing to die for. Hold on, there's not, there hasn't been a two and three yet. Oh, okay, well then. Well, the first one was family and friends, right? What was number two? Uh, Count Gunner and family, I guess. Yeah, that's, that's what I was saying. Little baby. Uh, if it's going to make a difference, like a an actual like corporeal or tangible difference in the world, then yeah, I'll die. If I can give my life to benefit others and to make something make a difference to make the world a little bit of a better place and yeah i'm I'm gone see you so uh, if that would mean that you would then have to give up your life so that then gun reforms would happen and violence serendipitously goes down would you be willing to do so uh again we've covered this before in personal conversations i don't think gun reform is what everybody thinks it is no, no, no. I like, don't think uh, you're it's missing, the best I think idea. you're missing the point. Like, are you willing... I may have. Are you willing... Like, you're, you're, you're close, but, like, I want to... Maybe if I just ask in a different, really different way, perhaps elaborate a little more. So, like, you say that if you're willing to die for the world to improve, admirable, absolutely. However, what if it has either unintended consequences, so, like... I'll go into that in a second, but... So, if it has unintended consequences, or... If it's something that ha- that is done and the world is perceived to be better, but may not actually be, does that make sense? Like, so, like you say that you're willing to die for something that makes you know the world a better place, but would that quote unquote better place be communism? Would you be willing to die for a communist state? Like, I would hope not, but then again, I don't know. I mean, no. Like, I meant something that's actually important. Like, if it's like. Hey, we're going to kill you, or we're going to kill... I don't know, I'm not that really important of a person person in actual life, but if it's like, hey, we're going to kill you, or we're going to kill... Oh, man, I need... I'm struggling here. Donald Trump. (laughs) I'm not not willing to die for the president. That's not my job. (laughs) Okay. Like, and I don't feel like the Secret Service should have to die for the president. I think it's stupid. I mean, I understand. Like, I mean, there. Would you rather a Secret Service agent die or the head of state? Like, regardless of who the head of state is. Like, uh, I mean, it's yeah. personally, I don't want anybody to die. Like, I mean, yeah, I feel like there there has to be a circumventable way. There has to be some way we can circumvent the death of someone for something. But, I mean, if it was, you know, that one in one million chance that's like, hey, you die, or it's like, you know, hey, if you die, you have this rare gene in you that we can pull from your body, and we can cure whatever you want to think you can cure. So, you're you know willing I mean? for to die for a noble cause. I think we can yeah. get away with saying that. Yeah. If someone's like, hey, we're going to, it's either you die or a bus full of kids. I'm dead. Because so, there's no telling who <laughs> those kids will be in the future. Yeah, you're you know, right. It like could be a bunch of thugs. It could be the next Einstein. It could be the next Einstein. It could be the next president. It could be the person that, you know, cures Alzheimer's and de- or dementia or cancer or anything like that. Like, 
See, that's I have a really bad, I have a really big problem with that argument, and like people like to use that a lot for other political gains. But yes, it absolutely could be. But what is it far more likely to be? And they're far more likely to be gang members or go to prison than to be Einstein. You know, like we've had one of those, you know, if you just count all the brilliant minds, I mean, heck, we're not going to go above 100, you know, uh, you know, significantly influential, intelligent people. If you're going to say like if you're going to cure cancer, you're obviously going to be in that category. So like if that's 100 in the population of the of uh, planet Earth, of the human race, like that, that's not a significant portion, you know? But then again, if you consider all the pirates and Vikings and, you know, modern day gangsters, whatever, from the Vikings and them, like, that's a, that's a lot of people, especially marginal to the overall population. So, like, they're far more likely to be violent or prisoners of yeah. sorts. So. I, I don't know, like, I understand, like, you obviously want to say, I'm not saying you shouldn't save the 30 children, I just don't think that should be your rationality, your rationale, whatever. I know this yeah, opinion. that's a, I mean, that's a good point, that's a good point, like, yes, so, I am willing to die for a good cause, but I have to personally believe that it is a good cause, let me word it like that. So you say, a friends and family, a noble cause, what's your third? Um... This kind, of, this last answer will inadvertently hit home for me, kind of in a way. But I got this. Um, if I'm like a match donor to like however many people, and it's like, yo, you know, like if you were dead, your organs would save this many people. Then you know, um, what what's one life compared to ten? Kind of mentality. But you, you know, would yeah, have to kill yourself in order to do that because euthanasia laws don't exist in the United States. Which is yeah kind of dumb and i know everybody's cop y'all covered that before uh i'm I'm sorry i was i i I was trying to participate in the conversation not say that your your answer was by any means yeah no i understand what you mean but like i um i know people that have passed away whose organs literally saved lives of a father a i think the kid was like five or six at the time and then another person and like yeah, the the loss of life really it really hit home and it really hurt and it was a terrible thing. And I understand, you know, a lot of people say there's a greater plan for everything. But I try to look past that as this person was hurting. They passed away. And because of their death, three or so lives were saved. Mm-hmm. A little so it's kid kind of now a, gets to grow up. Do what? Uh, a father, like a little kid now gets to grow up. Mm-hmm. A father gets to see his children. So it's kind of a uh, vindication or, or such for the, the passing of a loved one. Yeah, it's the way I look at it to give myself peace. And I mean, that's that's a good way to look at it, absolutely. So, but that, I hate to break it to you, man, but that kind of falls under another noble cause. Do you have a? Do you have a? Damn third? it! You're right. Like, but no, a great thing to die for if you have to die. However, I think it falls under your number two. I don't know. Like every scenario that I can think of that I'm willing to die, I guess would technically be classified as a noble cause. So, but he, okay. So let me think about this. Think with me here. So I'm thinking. 
we got this. Let's think. <laughs> All right, let's do the thing. So, right back in the olden times, whenever you know people like Cyrus the Second or I know Xerxes, whoever you want to name, you know those people that they ruled over had family farms, and their family farms had been part of their family for generations, if not centuries, you know, for a long time. And they, those yeah. lands meant a lot to those people. So you, for you, Zachary, could your third or would your third be to die for your family farm? Does it mean that much to you? So if you would pass away and your family could keep it, would you do so? Absolutely. Really? Okay. Because, like, don't me wrong, I have a lot of good memories. Oop. And I'm not trying to take away from anything that has happened in my life. But, like, I have a lot of fond memories on that farm of just general good memories. Like, that's where I took my first dog, like, Gunner. That's where I took him. I was mm-hmm. like, the weekend after I got him, I was like, all right, we're going to the farm. You're going to run. You're going to have a great time. And he did. And he still loves going out there. And it's just this really beautiful place to me because it's like, I don't have cell phone service out there. So, like, there's no distractions. Yeah, I can think about whatever I need to think about and things that I may not have realized I needed to think about or reflect on. I have the time to do that and I have the space to do that. That's, That's where great. I shot my first gun. That's, That's so where I first want, welded. You That's want other people I, to be know. able to experience things similar to what you've experienced. It's great. Yeah, like... Yeah, it's going to be sad. Like, you know, Zach died for this, but... And on the same hand, Zach died for this, and this, and this, and this. I think that's interesting. So, like, I, all right, so this is the second part to that question. And all right, hit me. So now that we've kind of, like, I feel like we've exhausted all the things that you could possibly die for, just because, like, number two covers such a broad spectrum, you know? Like, it's just like, dear God, what doesn't fall under a noble cause, right? Yeah, anyway. So, anyway, we can try it. So... The first question was, what would you be willing to die for? The second part is, what would you be willing to live, or what would you be willing to lose and live? What would I be willing, okay, I need more, I need you to elaborate, please. Okay, so like, say, gosh, let's let's give a scenario. So like, if the government showed up and was like, we need your most valuable possessions, and we will let you live. However, if you refuse, we'll kill you on the spot. Or I guess it doesn't have to be the government. It can be any really entity. It could be a loan shark. It could be really whatever you want it to be. I just chose the government because you typically perceive that to be an enemy of you and my, you and yours, I guess is the way to say that. Um, which is, hey, you know, do fine. Do not put you, that target on my back. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's fine. I mean, yeah, you can choose to view it however you want. I'm not saying it's a good thing or a bad thing. It's just... Uh, statement of fact uh, from what I've observed. However, anyway, continuing. So these individuals were to show up at your front door and be like, we need your most valuable possessions and we'll let you live. Or if you don't, you're going to die. What would you be willing to give up? What would be your most valuable possessions that you think will hopefully satiate the their thirst for uh, possessions? Man, like, okay, if they don't know me, and they don't really know what my valuable possessions are, like, 
I'm just gonna con the hell out of them. Just gonna okay. con the hell out of them. How, okay, so what if they know you? So say if it's, they know me, say it's me, and you know perhaps okay. some of my conspirators. I don't know. Maybe I have a gang. You don't know. You're too soft for that, but okay, I follow your thought process. You're probably right. Okay, so let's change it. Change the questions a little bit. So say it's someone you know. It doesn't necessarily have to be me, but it's someone you know, and they're their bodyguards or whatever and they're coming to take as much as you're willing to give and hopefully what you're willing to get willing to give would satiate their thirst for booty i guess you know plunder treasure me boy um yeah man if they know me that's such a different scenario because it's like you know me you're not stupid you know you're probably gonna die if you try to forcefully take this and if you don't die a couple people with you are dying like, well, dang. What if we have, you know, we, we're in, like, full body armor, and we're in a Humvee with, you know, you know, a double barrel 50 cal on the back or something. Like, who knows? <laughs> alright, I'm gonna be like, alright, just just give me a minute, and I'm gonna shut the door. <laughs> I'm gonna open the front door. I'm gonna send Gunner outside after his favorite toy. And You're just gonna sacrifice Gunner? <laughs> no, hang on, listen to me, damn it. Watch him play with his favorite toy one last time for a second. And yeah. then... I swear to God, I learned this from a TV show. And I know it does work. So nobody think I'm some kind of homegrown terrorist or some shit. But, uh, oh, God. <laughs> silverware and a couple other nefarious things are going in the microwave. And I'm dirty bombing the hell out of this place. And you think that's going to bother us in an armored Humvee out front? <laughs> Well, you ain't getting any of my shit, and you ain't getting me. I'm not giving you the satisfaction of killing me. So there's literally nothing... So you wouldn't give me a dollar to leave your property. I'd give you the Xbox, the controller, the TV, thank you. the TV these, remote. These are... Okay, thank you for finally giving me an answer to the question. <laughs> I've got to give the people at home something to laugh about and something to go, holy shit. Um... No, I'm totally going to leave like, some of this banter in there. Just just so, like, I don't know. I think it might be interesting to some people. <laughs> Somebody's going to get a laugh out of it. Whether it's, ha this idiot, or, ha that's funny. Yeah, maybe both. Who knows? But <laughs> He's an idiot, but he's funny. So you'd be willing to give most material possessions, it sounds like. Just not your microwave. It sounds like you're going to use that to try to kill somebody. Yeah. <laughs> Hey man, you gotta use what you gotta use. Alrighty. Well, I think that's all the questions I'm gonna ask today. Thanks for tuning in to our first Blitz episode. Let us know how you like it or how you didn't like it, how we can improve or how what we're doing well, I suppose. Uh remember to like, comment, and subscribe. I think that was now Dusty's thing, formerly Matt's thing. But always, guys. But, uh, you know, a couple things. One serious, two are serious, and the other one's just kind of a joke. But never take life or anything in it or anyone in it for granted. Is that the joke? And no, that's the serious one, Daniel. <laughs> uh, the second serious one would be that tomorrow's always a new day. Things can always get better. Maybe not instantly, but they can always get better if you work towards it and you set it and you set it as a priority. But they might get worse. And then things have to get worse before they get better. And that's an important part of life that people need to remember. They don't, not necessarily, but I, I understand where you're coming from. And then, you know, 
give us feedback, man. Like, what are y'all doing? Like, give us some feedback so we know how to better entertain you. Yeah. Like, I totally feel like we're flying blind. And I get it. Like, I, I, I don't know. I wouldn't know. Like, I've, I don't think of ever given. I don't think of ever given feedback on a podcast, even when asked. So, like, I, I totally understand people not doing so. But nevertheless, I would like people to do so. Here's the deal for the viewers at home. If you will share this podcast, if you will give us feedback, if we can get, I don't, let's say we'll shoot, we'll shoot kind of low range. If we can get a hundred comments and about a hundred shares and however many likes that you feel this episode deserves on Facebook and anywhere else you can find it, then Cordial Candor will do a live stream of me doing something ridiculous and stupid just to get your attention. <laughs> I am the kid that has been struck by lightning. I'm not afraid of much. I will do dumb stuff. I've done a lot of dumb stuff for money. But always, guys, please like, share, subscribe, or whatever. No, we don't subscribe. You can't subscribe on Spotify. I don't know. That was just something Matt said. You can subscribe on Spotify, I think. You can follow. So like, share, and follow us. All right, that's a good one. But yeah, yeah, Zach did not share that with me, that he was going to do that. You know, something silly. But I like it. I like the idea. Props to you. Yep. All righty. Yeah. Here. No. Here's what we'll do. Okay. What's you that? You guys get get every y'all get everything that I said. The hundred hundred likes, hundred shares, hundred comments, whatever. Yeah, I think that's what I said. And the three other members of Cordial Candor will shoot me with paintball guns. I don't until I, their magazines are empty. I don't know where we're getting these paintball guns, but it sounds like a ball to me. I'll go get them, man. <laughs> Dang, Zachary is dedicated. Dedicated, dedicated, downright dedicated. Did that bring back motivated, any memories Motivated, for you? downright motivated. It did. <laughs> but please, oh, guys, in a serious note, we hope you enjoyed this episode. We hope you enjoyed the following and the past episodes. We're oh. doing this for fun. We're doing this just to make our voices heard. And we're doing it for memories. So thank you for listening. You are appreciated. So if also side note, just real quick. So if you're seeing this um, on the side as well, and there's also another episode coming out at the same day, roughly the same time, make sure to check that one out. It's one that I'm super proud of, where we are creating our own empires, and we encourage you to do it along with us. Maybe yours will be similar to some, and not so similar to others, and we'll figure out why we chose what we chose and why we didn't choose what we do not choose. But make sure to tune in to that one. I'm really excited about it. Uh, Anyway, we'll talk at you next time. Goodbye, everybody.